What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Senna Vending, and I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we'll talk about success, failures, and KPIs. Uh, I want to welcome Jeff Smith. He's a global expert with more than 40 years of corporate experience. He's a leading motivation speaker who's spoken in more than 72 countries and has a fantastic history of delivering high-quality training to business leaders. He's also the most successful author of all time on the subject of KPI and business management. So welcome, Jeff. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. And, you know, let's, let's talk about the KBI, about working smarter and not harder. So, so welcome. Hey, Hannah, Stana, thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. That, that was great. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to today. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's, let's jump into it, right? What is a KPI? Yeah. Let's, let's get it that out, out in the world now. Okay. So, so the, there, there's a couple of questions around that that, that I, I'm regularly asked. The first one is KPI. What do the letters stand for? So let's clear that one up first. KPI is key performance indicators. So then following on from that, we have to ask then, what are key performance indicators? So what they do, um, they ask you some fantastic questions about your business. So from a financial point of view, if you wish, could be from any point of view, but from a financial point of view, we get involved, although we might not realize it, with key performance indicators the whole time. So if we're buying and selling a product, somebody might say, well, what's our gross profit? How much are we making in the dollar value? And what's that as a percentage? Well, the percentage would be the key performance indicator. So if we're buying and selling a product and we're making I don't know, 30%, what we're really asking is, why do we want to know that this product is 30%? And in that instance, it's to say, how well are we buying our product and, ex and exploiting it in the marketplace? How good are we at buying and selling? What we then do is take that 30% and measure it with that competitive business and what's happening in, in, in the business arena to find out how we're doing ourselves in that particular area. Now, what key performance indicators do, they ask us some fantastic questions. They're not answers. Most people address them as answers. They're questions. So there are a number of questions or key performance indicators. Some take the helicopter view and look at our business from a wide perspective or our goals or our journey on success. And some are very narrow. Some have a, a laser beam focus. So it's really about setting up the right key performance indicators for what you want to achieve on your current journey, whether that's in business or on your personal goals. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So um, yeah. so different levels of it, but but is there a downside? Can you have too many? Can can a team or a business oh, wow, have yeah. KPIs? Yeah, I call this analysis paralysis. <laughs> and I think I think it's really important to to know what you want and only have the measures that you want. Let me give you an example. Do you drive? 
Yes. You've been in a car, right? <laughs> so if we look at a car dashboard, that's that's a KPI dashboard. There yeah. are a number of indicators, not just left and right. So, but many of them are hidden until you need them. For instance, when you get in the car and you're going on a journey of 200 miles, you look at the fuel gauge and you'll think, do I have enough fuel for my journey? If you have a full tank, you say yes. How often then will you look at the fuel tank? You won't because you don't, you don't need this again. Yeah. Uh, how, how often will you check the, the, whether the oil is at the right temperature? and all of those kind of things. So nothing actually lights up until you need to know there's a problem with them. So your car dashboard, when you put the ignition key on, all the lights come on and then they go off, which means that the car manufacturers thought you need these things, but you don't need them all the time. What you do need all the time is your speedometer and all the other stuff that's around. So it's about understanding what you need now. And then the others are in the background that you can pull into view when you need them. What you don't want is a KPI dashboard with all the lights on all of the time. You just get blinded by it. Can you imagine if you're sitting in your car and every light was on? You just, you just <laughs> wouldn't like be that. able to get through it, would you? Yeah. And, and that's a that's a common mistake that, that people make in business. Uh, you're absolutely right. They have too many key performance indicators. Yeah. So so how do you guide if you go in? How do you guide to to, to filter to through this to say, hey, you don't need 20? You know, it's four that that's the magic number. I'm just making it up now. How do you, yeah, yeah, how yeah, do you sure. go in and do your exhibition or x-ray on that? Uh, and this, this is the key to success in business, in your personal life, in anything. The first thing you have to decide is what do you want? What is it that you want to achieve? Once you've decided that, you then decide we key performance indicators do I need to have right now to start my journey and keep me on my journey? Now that takes me to another interesting one. So what happens, You, based on where you are and where you want to be, you choose wisely the key performance indicators that are right for you, your development and the stage of the company. So what would happen, I would go into a business, sort that all out, I then go away, I'm available for help. Now, here's the annoying thing. This is what people don't get. This is one of the big mistakes that people make in business. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're recording, so you might be okay. <laughs> this is the, the, the big mistakes. Now, let's think. I'm going to use five years. Yeah. Now, if, if we had a conversation today about you, where you are, your skills, your company, the development of your company today, would, do you think it would be the same in five years' time? No, it will be different. No, it's not because the market will change, your development will be better, the yeah. status that the company will have changed. But here's the thing. The big mistake is people create their KPI dashboard, let's say the top 10 on day one, all the goals and objectives change, but in five years time, guess what? They're still using 
the same key performance indicators. And it's a massive mistake because you constantly need to assess where you are and whether you have the right key performance indicators, the right roadmap for where you want to be. So if you're going on a journey, let's say your first journey is 10 miles, for instance, you're going to have a picnic in the woods somewhere, but then you change your mind, hey, I'm going to go to the coast and it's a thousand miles away. It's like using the same map to go to the woods. You know, it's not going to work, is it? And that's exactly what happens with key performance indicators. We need to change and adapt. Yeah. So what have you seen on KPIs? Because with all this experience that you have, so it's, it's, they have evolved. So if they were in a certain way, you're saying setting up and saying these are the KPIs 30 years ago or 20 years ago, where, how have they evolved? What have you seen in, in your industry or where you are? I, I, I don't think KPI have evolved. I think the way we use KPI nice. has evolved. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. So they've always been there. Mm -hmm. It's just, and, and we don't create new ones. We just make other people aware that they exist. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like America. Uh, Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. It was already there. He just made the Western world aware that it existed. Yeah. And it's the same with key performance indicators. They're always there. They're just lying in wait for people to say, hey, I need this one now. Yeah. The difference that that's made a success for me is understanding how key performance indicators work together and which key performance indicators work in harmony and affect another one by default that that's the thing yeah and i can show you an example of that shortly but i think the key performance indicators themselves don't change the benchmarks and baselines they change but it's the relationship between them and how we use them that has changed Thanks. okay so what about when you set up um with, with kbis um that's baseline and that's benchmark what's what's yeah. the difference here Psychologically, it's a massive difference. So for instance, if I said to you, um, we, I've come to look at your business and the benchmark for you is 5% profit. I'm, I'm making up a number, right? Mm -hmm. When you hit that 5% benchmark, how would you feel and what would you do? What does it mean to you? If, if that was the goal, you were like saying, yes, we did it, right? We did it, right. And, and you'd stop and you relax. And that's what most managers do in business. So what I've done is understand the psychological impact of that word benchmark. Um, and I want to change it now. I'm going to change it for you and I'm going to give you a new word. It's baseline. So if I now say, Sana, the baseline for you is 5%, what now do you think? Just keep going and keep going because you want to. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the difference psychologically. So a baseline means this is the minimum expectation. Yeah. There is no upper limit. Just keep on going. Yeah. Now, benchmarks. We need to bring that back into the conversation because all... All profit-related KPI have a baseline. 
So you want a gross profit of a baseline with 30%. That means as a minimum, I want 30%. But not all KPI work like that. Sometimes we need the restrictions to stop the mentality going outside of norms. So if we were to say, there's, uh, let's think of a restaurant, for instance, and it has 100 seats. And you can't sell more than 100 seats because you don't have more than 100 seats available. So we need some kind of tolerance to work within. So we can't say a baseline of 80% because that would mean 80% keep going. Where this one is called utilization. So we say how much of the resource that we have available can we legitimately use at any one time? So you would say, I'm just making up numbers now, 85 to 95. So you can say on an airplane, for instance, they have this thing oh, called yeah. utilization. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> we so, always so, the no. <laughs> <laughs> so the, their utilization would be 85 to 95%, mm -hmm. which means that 85% is minimum any lower than that we're in the doo-doo 95 -doo. percent yeah. that's that's pretty good but then we have to think what do we do over that and it's it's balancing that factor that 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 figure is with car workshops it's with restaurants it's with aircraft it's anything where we have a finite resource you can't have an open limit so you have to have a uh, Benchmarks, which is two numbers, which give an upper and lower limit, where a baseline just gives the lower limit. And as you very ably demonstrated, it's it's there, but keep going. Benchmark says stop when you reach this. So working capital, for instance, you don't want too much working capital in a company and you don't want too little. Too little, you're going to crash and burn too much, you're going to hemorrhage and die. You want just the right amount. So you, there's this key performance indicator called current ratio that has an upper and lower limit. And you keep your working capital between those two and life is good. Where profitability, we don't want these limits. We just say, here's a minimum, keep going. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, that, that's the difference between yeah, benchmarks like yeah. and baselines. Baseline. I think I've, I will help you. I'll start calling it baseline. Um, so <laughs> keep Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I also want to talk about, because when, when you start KPIs, if you're not used to it when, in a company or an organization, that's a transformation, right? To go in and saying, now we're going to measure. Um, what kind of experience have you seen? Good side, bad side? People, you know, are not always change. Real, that's a real fascinating question because sometimes some people think that key performance indicators measure people. They're measuring me. And if I get it wrong, I'm going to have my arms ripped out and I'm going to be beaten over the head with a sticky end, you know? <laughs> That, that's not what key performance indicators are. They're not targets to be hit. Remember what I said in the first instance, they're not answers, they're questions. So if you have a baseline of 30% and you're achieving 
it might appear good, great, but the question is, do you know why? And that's where the power sits. Do you know why you're achieving 10% more than what the market is doing on average? And the converse is true. If you're only achieving 25% with an objective of 30%, but why? And the fact that you're lower is not always bad news. It's about the power is, do you know where that 5% is and then how to make the difference? That's what it's about. So key performance indicators, they're not, absolutely not measuring people. They're measuring activities. And life is about cause and effect. And if you don't like the effects in your life, you have to change the causes. You don't have to change the people. And, and that's one of the, the dangers. People get afraid of key performance indicators and what starts happening, they lie about the inputs they give. So they fudge the numbers to get to give the bosses the numbers that they want. And then you end up with, you can't make a good strategic decision with bad information. Yeah. So that's where it all, all goes wrong. Yeah. All goes I always wrong. say, if you have bad data going in, it's bad data out, right? You need to have- Yeah, good, absolutely right. You can trust the Absolutely data. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so when you're saying it, so it's not the, the, the people, I think what's what we've seen over the last couple of years as well, there's a lot of tension on company culture. Um, yeah. So can you measure a KPI on a company culture? I don't think so. No. Um, no, because um, I've never been asked that question and I've never considered it, to be honest. How about you? Have you tried it or have you done it? No, um, no, but 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 there's a lot of um, we, we do a lot of surveys uh, in the you know in the different organization I work for, where you get some maybe you can call it like temperatures of of where the the teams or the organization are. But but we're not. I haven't seen measurement. But I wanted to ask you because you're the yeah. expert in KPIs. Um, how how would you measure a culture? Or, or someone's adaptability. Um, it, it, as I said, key performance indicators uh, are about measuring activities. Yeah. They're, they're not about measuring people. It's about the things that are involved in. Sure. Yeah. I'll have a look at that one. I'll come yeah, back to yeah. you. Perfect. It's, it's an input for a new book. I'll find a, I'll find a cultural <laughs> expert and I'll find out. That's, that's not me. <laughs> um, so if you Google up, you look up like KPI, it also pops up, you know, the smart. So the specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and sure. found. So is that is that tied in? Because when you introduced the KPI in the beginning, is that how you... Yeah, I, I think key performance indicators are in every single aspect of our life, everything. And one of, one of the phrases I usually end a keynote speech with is, we live in a world where everything is being measured, everything. Take care to measure the right things in the right way. Uh, and like I said about the car dashboard, know what you want, pick the right key performance indicators. You don't want the, all of them on. Yeah. So when we look at SMART goals, 
smart it is another one of those tools that gives you direction which is great but within there, there there's always key performance indicators whether you recognize them as such or not might be something else but but we all use them and i find it quite fascinating when i i speak with people who've kpi what does that stand for? I've I never use key performance indicators, and I go, oh really? And then we talk about their life, and and exactly. they're, they're just everywhere, everywhere, not just business. No, 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 no. Um, okay, so something else here. I heard you have a superpower. A superpower? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me more about your superpower? My superpower. Well, um, as a motivational speaker when you address an audience one of the things one of the questions you get asked which i find uh, i won't say quite embarrassing but it's bordering that way it's like jeff what's your superpower and it's like really wow um and it's not something that i've come up with it's something yeah. that other people have bestowed upon me which which is the best way of course and and that's to take a really complex subject and make it easy for everyone to understand. Uh, for instance, I hope that if someone didn't understand the meaning and usage of key performance indicators before we had our chat today, I'm hoping people have some idea now. Yeah. So, but what I, I get called by manufacturers could be Porsche, Mercedes, whomever, companies of that kind, of a big global Fortune 100, and they'll say, <coughs> excuse me, we want to develop a strategy, but, but we don't talk the same language as our retailers. This is what we want to achieve. Can you put it into layman's language and then give a conference so all of our people understand it? Yeah. And that's my superpower. I'm really good at taking something complex and, and making it usable. Bring it down to earth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. No. So so I'm sure so you're doing, you know, as a keynote speaker, but also if you go out and have training sessions or if you bring people in to, to where you are, um, you have a lot of these examples um to, to make it much more simple. So so what's the what's the feedback you're getting when when you're actually in front of people? Not because again, when you're a keynote speaker, it's more you in one direction. Um sure. you bring it, in into a classroom or into a conference room um you're much closer to to everyone yeah um I, i'll explain something and um, this is the most common comment i get people go you make it sound so easy yeah and i said well it is i can make it more complicated if you like and it's like i've been studying this for years and and I went to university for 10 years and you've just explained it in five minutes. It's so, yeah, I get that quite a lot, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, no, that, that's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry. I was, uh, Albert Einstein had quite a famous saying, if you can't explain something simply, you don't know your subject well enough. And I think that is really so, so true. Yeah. So what I do with training and conferences, I take it right down to the simplistic level. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And then add the layers of complexity on the top. 
at a pace that everyone can come with me on the journey and then by the end of it they're masters of the subject that that's my approach to teaching stuff yeah and that's that's good it's so good to make it break it down and make it simple just the example you have before with the car right everybody can envision to sit in that car and see your yeah. dashboard uh, and everything blinking and hopefully the brake light is not <laughs> starting <laughs> or the oil or the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> and if it does, we always remember that trip, right? Because that was one that stood out. Well, <laughs> I, I said to my, I have two girls and they both have cars. And, and I said, what will you do if one of the orange lights comes on while you're driving? And they went, that's easy. And I said, which light? She said, it doesn't matter which light comes on. I do the same thing. And I said, well, what would you do? She said, I'd call you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd call my dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how it is. No. Um, That's how it is. That's good. No, but what about so with with KPIs, um, with all yeah. you know the digital. So, do you what do you advise for an company? Do they need to have a whiteboard where they put it up? Is it TV screens? Do they? Is it a stand up meeting you have every week? How do you how do you keep it visible? Because if you don't, sometimes if you don't see it, um, you can also forget a little bit about it. Sure. Um, that's, that's an interesting one. I'd, I'd say all of those things. Yeah. And that, that's because some key performance indicators you need to look at at the end of each day. So there's a thing called daily operating controls. So um, your managers would input all of their data at the end of the day so you can track the activities that you want to track. Um, and you'll see that every day then you want those amalgamated then perhaps at the end of the week and then you'll want those amalgamated then at the end of the month so you might want some slightly different ones at the end of the week and slightly different ones at the end of the month so how would you show them technology is moving at such a fast yeah. fast super rate now yeah. however one of my greatest successes was with this piece of technology called chalk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, I was running a car dealership quite a few years ago, and we had two teams of technicians. We had a split shift in the workshop. So the first shift would come in and they would do their work, and then the second shift would come in and there'd be a slight overlap. So it'd be team A, team B. So as team A would, were finishing, I would have all the information that they've achieved on the day. Now, if I relate back to utilization, so if we say the benchmark's 85 to 95, that means of the time that's available to work and the technicians were there, what percentage of the time were the technicians actually spanner in hand, head under bonnet, working on jobs? And we want that to be between 85 to 95% of the time. Now, that was the particular focus at this time because in this particular car dealership I was working at, that particular area of performance was weak. So it was high priority. So team A had done a pretty good result on this one day. They got it to 92%. 
and team B were just starting to come in. So I'm thinking, how can I motivate these guys? And why, why would they be interested? So I get a piece of chalk and the door where the technicians walk into the workshop, I wrote on the floor, 92. So as the technicians were walking over and I was standing somewhere close, you know, the technicians say, what's the, what's this number 92 on the floor? And I said, that's what the last shift achieved in utilization today. Guess what happened? About 95. No. Well, their, their aim was to beat it, right? It was yeah. like, okay, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> what's the answer to the question? Digital is great. Yeah. You know, um, one size fits all is a fantastic strategy for T-shirts, but not for business strategy. So it, it's about giving people what they want rather than giving them what you want to give them. So for some it's technology, for some, what did the other team do? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's really finding out how your team want it, when they want it, because what you're more interested in really is when they get it, what are they going to do with it? And do they know how to use the data? That that's more important than anything. Yeah, yeah. I I like the um, you know, writing on the floor because it's just yeah. and it's also, but it's also doing a little bit disruption, right? In how yeah, you communicate exactly, exactly, yeah. You you make you step up and saying, hey, what's what's this? Um, so that's 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 a that's a good way. So um, what would you have told yourself like twenty years ago? Now that you said I have all this knowledge and experience. 20 years ago. Uh, let me just think when I wrote this. I, I wrote this book, the KPI book, uh, 22 years ago. Yeah. So 20 years ago, I would have completed the book. And my aim, I, I was only looking at the UK at that time. And I thought that the market for this book, probably 5,000. If I can get my book into the hands of a thousand people and change their lives so they get to understand key performance indicators, that would be for me a wonderful contribution to give back to an industry that looks after me so well. So what would I say now, 20 years ago, Look wider than the UK, because then what happened, the book started to go, go global and my target, my perception, my baseline was, <laughs> was a thousand books. We now well over a hundred thousand books. Um, and that's about taking the complex and making it really simple to understand. So what would I say to myself? Use baselines, not benchmarks, when it comes to volumes, and be open to other opportunities. Understand what other people do to succeed in what they've done. Learn from them. Do what successful people do. You don't have to reinvent the wheel yourself, which is which is what I did in in years that that followed that. So it would be nice to have that advice earlier. 
You can give it to your daughters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they have this already. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Okay. So thank you so much for, for being on my podcast today. Um, I think my big takeaway is is the difference with the baseline and the benchmark. Um, and, yeah. and I will and going more simple to explaining, you know, all the difficult or more the complex task or issues that that we all face every day so um, I'll, I'll call it baseline from, from from now on so thank you so much yeah. it's my absolute pleasure thank you for being a lovely host too i really enjoyed it if you enjoyed this podcast maybe you'd like to hear more please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure also to check out our website mindtheinnovation.com and remember stay curious keep learning